Hi, everybody. It's me. I know it's been a while. I'm joined here with Chaz Real, though. Hey! <laughs> Chaz Real, you right here on Be Exposed Radio, Be Exposed Media. Um, Every year. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same old stuff, just a different um, digit at the end, right? It is. Uh, but we're here live from this snowy Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I haven't been outside, but Chaz has, so she's uh, been experiencing all of this stuff, and I, I just I have not. <laughs> and I loved it. I, it was so pretty. It's a little ugly now. It, and cold. It's now twenty six degrees outside at seven ten p.m. Um, that dropped four degrees since the last time I looked at it, which was at the beginning of at like the six o'clock hour. Like at six o'clock p.m., it was uh, thirty degrees. So I heard that it's going to probably dip, dip down into the teens tonight. Oh yeah, that hawk out there. Chill. I got that heat right now. Seventy-five degrees. And I actually got sweat beads on my forehead, but I think that's because anticipation of getting this show started. I had been, um, you know, like trying to do a little bit of research, which I hate to do. That's why today's show is basically going to be us 
talking about anything that comes to mind. But I do have two main things um, slated that I want to talk about that I actually actually checked out today. Um, one is with um, Representative Jasmine Crockett, who I absolutely love. Wish she was my representative. <laughs> she's, she's actually given the persona of who I would be if I was ever elected to be in Congress. Okay. That's my, she's doing my persona. That's my persona because I, I it, it just needs to be out and out. You need to be speaking your mind at all times. If you're representing somebody and you, you know that this is what your community wants you to be doing, then that's exactly how it should go. And that's how you should you should perceive be perceived by others as always being outspoken on what you believe in. Right. And that's why okay, I like you basically I'm speak up for the people, but you know, we always talk about that though, money. Like I think a lot of people don't be doing it because you know it's not hmm, usually the representatives usually are out for themselves and then and and, and yes. in, the, in the mindset of that they're representing you. But my problem with you know, and I've always told people this, my problem with when you say you're representing someone, you have to actually talk to your rep the people that you're representing. If you're not talking to them, how do they know? How do you know what you're supposed to be saying in Congress? Oh, they come around and talk when it's ready to be election time. But that's it. But they're not talking about the main issues. If you're not talking about everybody's everyday issues, then you're not in, you're not representing no one. You're representing yourself and what you believe your ideals are, and that they and that you think they match what other people believe in. I don't need you to think for me. I need you to ask me what I want. Right. Talk for me. Speak up that's for me. Problem, that's everything for me. A lot of people don't know what they want. And I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you are. And that's a problem because you're all out here saying that these people ain't doing this for you. They ain't doing this for you. How are they going to do something for you when they don't know what the hell you want? When you can't really be direct. And you can't verbalize. And that's how I work. Want. Right. And you I get it. because this... When it comes to the reparations issue, like you say you want reparations, but what does reparations look like to you? I don't know. That's what they say. Right. Then you okay, can't you want reparations if you don't know what you want. Do you want my, uh, a monetary value? You, well, how much is that monetary value? I don't know. Then you can't even gauge what your value is. Mm. So how do you want reparations? Why, why do you want everybody else to do the work for you when you can't even come up with a number for yourself? And I know they ain't still worrying about no 40 acres in the room. That was... Ain't that no, no to give away. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know they showed I work on that, but I never thought about it in terms of that. When you always telling people, you know, my respirations and we never got paid or whatever. And yeah, that's true. I got a video that's coming up about um that I seen today with um Miss Crockett. I actually posted it on our Instagram page. And I, I love her. She just she just she gives me light and 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 hope. That we okay. can because she is fighting against the mega extremists hard. But my first thing that I wanted to talk about, it's another thing that I saw on Instagram. And I wanted to shout out who I got it from. So we can cover our asses anyway. <laughs> um, his name is Frankie Made underscore it underscore art on um Instagram. So 
here's the video. It's, um, it has something to do with mixed relationship, mixed couples, white and black. Um, in the video, you're going to see the representation of a white man that has married a black woman. And in the video, they're talking about the one man that in the video says something to the effect that uh, this black woman, after have been dating black men, basically, she found her happiness in a white man and not a black man. Mm. Me and my sister just went into in-depth conversation over the phone over it for about 45 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, talking back and forth about how we can see it that being true on both sides. And then uh, my sister actually said something to the effect of, but she's not willing to give up on her black men yet. Yeah. Okay. 50. Okay. Well, I love my black men. And there's nothing wrong with loving them. It's not, I'm, not some instances, I'm just saying, don't close yourself off to your happiness. Right. And and I right, I get it. A culture that ain't fighting for you. I'm always saying I get it. But I think a lot of times when it happened like that and you know Wait, you let's have the discussion that on the other yeah, side. Let's have it because I was ready to say where's this at? Go ahead. Pump that video. Let's the video. Let's look, look, look. Okay. Maybe because they uh, wait listen. a minute, that's the end. Hold on, let me get back to the beginning. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this. I can feel it coming. Probably lose a lot of followers too. I don't care. I'm saying it anyway. Y'all can call it a coincidence. Y'all can say, oh, well, you don't really know what's going on in their relationship. And that may be true. But I can only say what it is that I see and what I have heard. Every black woman that I know that formerly was with a black man and is now either married or with a white man is happy. I don't know why. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with black men. I'm a black man, as you can see. What I'm saying is exactly what I said. Every black woman that I know that is with a white man is happy. Maybe because they listen to the white man and combat the black man. Chastity. Mm. All right, so there's the real issue. The real issue I took when I came from that video because it wasn't about the happiness part. Because if you you gauge that happiness on on the divorce rate and and all that kind of stuff, then you come up with a particular answer. But that last statement that the young man made that was actually the guy um, Frankie um, that I gave this information in the beginning of the video. That was him saying that about what he said at the end. What did you take on what he said at the end about the combativeness against I don't even know. I can't even remember what he said. Shoot. <laughs> Basically That's, saying that as a black woman you you be competitive with going back and forth. And combat the black man. Listen, they listen to the the white, the white man. man. And combat the black man. And I don't necessarily think that's the case, but a lot of times, you know, falls with a black woman. You know, we got stereotype anyway. Anything we say is the attitude. Um, so I think like in other races, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think that sometimes it might be the white man that is hearing her and not thinking that everything that I'm saying is an argument mm -hmm. or or I am trying to combat you. You know what I'm saying? Certain men have certain angles, and that's why I said 
I don't see it as a black and white thing when we say like they was dating black men, then they met white men. I really feel like sometimes in the other culture, like the same way we see our brothers do, that the white men or other nationalities, they appreciate a sister more. Sad to say, but I see it a lot. You get what I'm saying? It's like we 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 are so obsessive or or available for the black man. It's like, uh, whatever. The same way I be thinking like black men, they put other nationalities on a pedestal. Oh, mm -hmm. I got me a white woman. Why? Oh, oh, my woman is Latina or she's pulled, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you'll hear black men say that too. Like, oh, white men, white women don't argue with you or you know what I mean? I, I think it just has a lot to do with the aura and the personality and just that oomph that black women have where black men may take it that way and white women might be a little bit more submissive at first because mm. a sister is only going to submit when it's, uh, it's worth that. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of our brothers out here, they ain't fully in that man role. And then they want to be treated like a man, but they can't treat that woman like a woman. Now, like I was saying, I like my, I love my black men, and right. I think it would be it would be difficult for me if a white boy or somebody try to holler at me, and then all of a sudden I'm feeling. But I just think it's more so about the treatment mm -hmm. and how somebody treats you. I don't I don't look at it as far as like. But how so? How how so would it be difficult though? If they grew, uh, so say for instance, this this uh, white guy grew up in your same area in your district or you know your town, and what what would be the difficult for for you? The difficult. I think, mm, I think it starts first with my preference, mm -hmm. um, because I prefer black men over any other race, and then it also because you say you prefer preference still provides a choice. So okay, I prefer, absolutely against it. Right. But then, you know, we, we, we talk about this and it's, it's not like, it's not real shit. I think it's also my trauma about knowing, and just like the history mm -hmm. of like, you know, and I don't know. I just don't want him when he get mad at me, be calling me no black bitch or no, you know, no, <laughs> No end. Like I will receive that different from a. I, I don't know. I, I just will always have that in the back of my mind, just because of the way how things is that you know. Uh, like yeah. I don't know. You know what I heard from you. What I just heard there was a culture shock. That was a culture shock moment. Exactly. Where mm -hmm. you're saying you don't want to hear that, but in your gener in our generation, that's not what we get from. Let's say particular from our our generational white people, they don't, they right. they might call you a black bitch. They might the, the the n word is something I don't think would be uttered so easily. Not from our generational period, right? And and, and then and if too, you were like in the 50s and 60s, yeah, you might get that. And then too, just because uh, you know I love black people, I stand up for my race or whatever. I'll say that right. It would definitely be a culture shock for me. Mm -hmm. for a white man to be trying to love on me like that. And then also from, I know I would receive some type of backlash from my community. You know what I'm saying? Just because of who I am and I'm always always so proud of my blackness. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like people would be like, what? 
I remember back in, you know, in grade school and living in a county, white boys and stuff used to uh, like me and I'd be getting to talk to them. But it always was, you know, my black friends like, girl, you just talking to that white boy and blah, 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 blah. But mind you, one of them had some babies by that white boy they was shunning me about <laughs> talking to. Um, but like, you know, stuff like that. I know that I would hear it like. Let's dive into that part right there because I want to. I want to know, like, not that I would care what nobody say, but yeah, but still, like, those judgmental people are—they're not the people that you close. You hold in your close knit circle, is it? Or are they just people on the outside that are like acquaintances that you know have opinions? Right. I think it's more so that like okay. acquaintances. I yeah, would like they, to believe really wouldn't matter in the scheme of things. No, because you know those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. <laughs> that's okay. always the case, and that's facts. But I think more so, like people who really, you know, right? My family. I ain't gonna say friends because people I consider now friends are my family. Right. My family. I think that they will respect it because they know what I've, you know, what I'm saying what I've been through. So just the fact to see me experiencing happiness and being loved correctly. I mean, who can hate on that? True. Like, that's that's where I come from. I I mean, you know, my ideal would be to, you know, marry a black man and be with a black man and be, you know, loving and have that type of relationship. But that has not been my experience. So I wouldn't cut myself off. To my sister, too, when I was talking about this with her, that I was like, I know one person. I'm not going to give her name out because she don't need that kind of scrutiny. Scrutiny. (laughs) But... (laughs) She had been dating black men all her life, right? And and in the, in the scheme of things, she went on to she you know dating black men back and forth, back and forth dating black men. But in the scheme of things, she had went on to college, became a college graduate, became a career oriented woman, and in a, in that same track, everybody that she was dating didn't have the same drive as her, okay. right? Uh huh. When I say drive, I mean career path, um, where she wanted to go, being able to travel and all that kind of th- those things matter when you're getting older, right? So she ended up um meeting a white guy. Now this person ended up being her soulmate. Mm. So she married him. They've now got kids, they now live a life of I want to call it, I want to call it leisure because they both have careers. They both have money. They both, you know, they both became uniquely equal to each other and are thriving in their mixed marriage and relationship. The American dream, the American family, basically. And she, she just had to admit it. I could not find that in my community in in the timeframe that I had, basically. Like right. she probably would have kept searching, she probably would have found it. But would she had missed opportunities, would she had missed things like maybe she would have it wouldn't have happened for her in her early years, and she would have never had kids or not. You know what I'm saying? Just because she's waiting for her soulmate in one subsect of people, right? But she ended up going outside of her race and found it, right? And I don't, I just don't say it's nothing wrong with it, and she's mm-hmm. happy. Like tremendously happy. That man dotes on her. And I think that's what she was looking for. Someone that was going to dote on her and that she can do like the same thing to, to that person. Because she right. dotes on her just as much. 
Right. I think that's what all of us want. And when you think about it, in all hindsight, even, you know, telling that story again, I don't think it really has to do with the black and white thing, but, you know, her environment is her, her, her instinctual equal. Right. And it was more so in her environment. Her like, cultural equal. Right. And that's why, I, you know, I wanted to bring this conversation up because what he said at the end of this video is what I had a problem with. It's saying that, um, I still can't remember what he said. <laughs> I know you did. That, <laughs> that they listen to white men and combat that part. Combat that part. Because in 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 saying that, there's still some servitude that you are wishing from your woman that is not okay with me. Because mm -hmm. he's saying they're argumentative, which means that you're saying that they don't want to listen to what you have to say because they don't have a mind of their own. Right, but, but like, listen, but you're saying they're listening to the white man, they're listening to the white man because he's taking control like a master. You still that you see that mentality, yeah, that's how he tried to put it. Not, that's why you're not winning in this fight, in that fight, because you're not listening to what they're saying because you're not listening. It's not them that's not listening, you're not listening, ditto. <laughs> my sentiments exactly that's what i said like it's about somebody listening to you allowing you to be a woman right. you know a lot of times in our culture for as black women i know because like i said i'm living it i have lived it and that has been my experience we don't like i said we get the stereotype that we're you know so aggressive or you know we're so it's some some of it is that that notion that we have to fit into these roles that was created all these millennia ago that you still mm. stick to. Like only men are going to take out the trash. The women are going to wash the dishes. That's, that's bull. Right. You gotta and let if a woman, if a woman has anything until, to say. <laughs> because up until you were in that relationship, that woman was taking out her own trash. Say it again. That woman was washing all the dishes. She was washing all the clothes. She was paying all of her own bills. And then she met you. But you, you want her to now fit when now she met you. You now want this person to try to fit into the cultural norms that you grew up on where the woman and the man had these different issues and these different places and these different roles. But you forgot that this is, a, this is now the present. And that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of black women, you know what I'm saying, in our community. We fall can take out the trash. Yes, we, we can. And it's like... We don't get to we don't get to reside enough in our femininity and mm -hmm. our in our womanhood because that's what I'm saying. We've been doing so much, like right for real, real shit. The one man I say like wow man for real. <laughs> because black women, man, hmm. we be doing it. Do you hear me? Like really, like for real, for real. And a, a lot of times, like I say, you, we talking about generations. A lot of these black brothers I'm noticing in my generation and stuff, you know, they have that. They looking for a mommy mm. and not a partner, right? not a wife. Right. You know, and, and then we talked about on the other side of it. If they are looking for a wife, they looking for somebody they can boss around. But that's and the somebody, thing, you know, that, and that's interesting that, that, you know, how you said that, too, because in that argument, like I was just saying about the role thing in that argument, before you met her, 
you were also doing your own dishes. You were also washing your own clothes and and and, and taking out the trash yourself, man. Right? right? You were doing that too. So when you got married, why did you make all of that? Why did you want to put those roles and switch those roles up instead of taking half and half and 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 divide and dividing it amongst each other and and not using those stereotypical roles mm -hmm. to build your relationship off of? Right. That's why we have the divorce right now because those weren't successful. You need to create your own relationship. <laughs> exactly. That's a partnership. That that's really <laughs> the meaning of a based on anything that you saw in the past. Right. Because you're working on the future, not the past. Why are you still trying to get that's the whole thing about that, you know, the MAGA culture. Like, why y'all want to go back to that? You do realize that y'all basically lived in a world of black and white. Oh, when they give Make America Great Again. Right. Yeah. What, was, what was great about it? What, what was great? What was actually great for anybody about it? Right. What was great today, about it? Today is totally different than it was in 1950. So that just confirms yeah, I, <laughs> I will fight teeth and nails. <laughs> I will <laughs> scratch your eyes out not to go back. <laughs> Chill, like I said, if they go back and they bring them back, then I'm moving to Canada. I ain't go. I, ain't go mm. I mean, I'm leaving, but at the same no, time, I'm going to Canada though. You ain't taking what's mine. <laughs> On my way out, I'm gonna fight until I get out. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, well, I, you know, I would date a white boy, whatever, like that, but I really would be shocked because, again. That's not a lot of times. And I just was saying that for real money. Like, maybe I can't find nobody and I'm so because you know my environment. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always be saying, Oh, yeah, I want me somebody, but I don't go nowhere. You don't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> right. Like I don't go nowhere. So I don't open myself up to meet that. And when I have been in <laughs> different, you know, events or something, or going somewhere and a white man or another nationally got try to get fresh with me or you know it was strange to me mm. it, it 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 was strange to me because one you know in our culture and the way stuff is well not just in our culture but you know it's so many things you know we be living with insecurities and i guess i be thinking that's not the norm or what this white man or you know what i'm saying or this other guy that's another race like or something like, mm -hmm. like I ain't what he like. Like I'm a black woman, but you don't know that. That they be liking it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it just be strange to me. Yeah, it be strange that. to me. It's just, I just wish we would learn to stop following the cultural norms of the past and try to create some new cultural, not not even a cultural norm, just create your relationship in the way that you want it to be. You don't have to rely on the past to see your future. Because you don't want anything from that past. You shouldn't want anything from that past. At least I don't want anything from that past. Right. Well, I guess when I... For a whole subsect of people, that past wasn't good for them. So every time you keep saying, I want to, I want to, you know, I, I remember when I was little, it was this way, this way, this way. Yeah. You also remember you was poor. Right. And you ain't stay there. 
That's why it was that way, that way, and that way, because you ain't had no money to do anything else. <laughs> right. And just like I said, for me, it would have a roof over your head. Mm. It wouldn't necessarily be about if it's a white man to me. It's just about, you know, at this point and stuff like that in my life, it just would be whoever is trying to help you, you know, mm-hmm. maintain your <laughs> solitude. Or excel. I don't even think yes. maintain is the right word. It's or who wants to help you excel in this life. Right. And when I was ready to say, I was, when I was saying maintain, I was talking more so about my about my feelings. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to say happiness because, you know, of course, you have to find that on your own. Mm-hmm. I don't think you you already have to be happy with You're yourself. Find it in, in somebody. Right. And, and something yeah. somebody do. But right. When it's I say maintain. Right. I mean, just maintain that feeling of being loved. And if it's a Chinese uh, <laughs> Oriental, uh, Mexican that comes and sweet my baby. I wouldn't care what nobody got to say. This my boo, and where where you go at the hair cutlery or the regular what? <laughs> where we where, where you go get your hair cut at, boo? Where you what? <laughs> what you eat? If it's the Indian man, uh huh. What we eating? What? <laughs> mm-hmm, spices and all that, because you know they can't go to every bar. <laughs> But they do now. That's the thing about they it. They did, right? They did. They definitely are going to the black barbershops now. Oh, yeah. I'll be somewhere with my other vision, but baby, the snares or the stirs, you would get. <laughs> yes, you would. And that's it. But that, Especially if you're I, just that. I've noticed that it's becoming a, a norm. It don't be the stairs like it used to be. Right. Oh, brother. It's going to be a fade, whether it's on another head or not. They're still getting it faded. Right. No, I'm talking about getting the stirs now, seeing me love on this man. Oh, oh, in front of the oh. that ain't a brother, right? And right, I be so right, baby, right, y'all right. fumbled me and he yeah. caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> hmm Before we go to the Jasmine thing, what were we talking about earlier on the phone? I forgot. It was something that was good. What what? We always talking, money. I haven't talked to you lately on here, but we always just getting in the good. Don't we always say that? And then we I get to write it down, down. but I can't remember. I was like, I was going to bring it up on the show, but I didn't even write it. So. And what it had to do with? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> he said, I don't know. I can't <laughs> oh, shoot. I know I brought it up to you. Damn. Mm. We was talking about something with Trump, I'm sure. Yes, we will. All right, I can't anyway, remember either. Right, um, move on to um. You know, I've been Croc. had my municipal card, little baby, my short term. Miss <laughs> Crockett, her lovely self, Miss Forty-two-year-old Miss Crockett from um the the I don't know, I, I can't even call it the good state of Texas anymore because I don't ugh. I don't know how y'all live there, but anyway, she's the representative from um Dallas, Texas. Uh, I just love her. She just gives me it just makes my heart. That's warm. Why they can live there? Because <laughs> they know what Miss Crockett down there doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, ain't big girl find my big sister just moved down there doing a the damn thing. Today, I just so happened to be on Instagram, which I, I'm not always on there, but I, I get on there every now and then, and I seen I came across this video of her 
letting the Republicans have it. Okay. And I enjoyed it so much. I said, I'm going to share it with my team. And you guys are my team. So um, without further ado, here we go. It back though to the very beginning because this is something that I just can't get over. I can't get over the gentle lady from South Carolina talking about white privilege. It was a spit in the face, at least of mine as a black woman, for you to talk about what white privilege looks like, especially from that side of the aisle. And let me quote your now ousted speaker and what he had to say about the Republican Party and y'all's lack of diversity. When you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't know what white privilege looks like, but I'm gonna I'm show you a little bit of something. You see, you wanna talk about a two-tier justice system, and this is the only time that y'all have ever referenced it when this country has a history when it comes to black and brown folk of having two separate sets of rules. And right now what you wanna do is have two separate sets of rules because Mr. Moskowitz offered y'all a fair situation. He said he would vote for Hunter to be held in contempt if y'all voted to hold all, even if you remove all of the members of Congress, there's still other people that y'all haven't decided that y'all have excuses for, but y'all don't wanna hold them in contempt. But for some reason, it makes sense to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, who has tried to comply. And let me tell you why nobody wants to talk to y'all behind closed doors, cause y'all lie. That's just the bottom line. You have done it thus far in this investigation. You have done it this far as it relates to this committee. In every single hearing, y'all spin, spin, spin. I don't know how y'all are still standing right now because you should be quite dizzy from all the spinning that you're constantly doing when it comes to spinning the truth. You talk about free and fair elections, but you back a guy who we know tried to steal the election. And this isn't about what Democrats have to say. Let me remind you, for those of you that don't know how the justice system works, it's not a matter of the president went in and indicted Trump, but we are talking about grand juries. Grand juries are comprised of American citizens and the people that have entered pleas of guilty that will be flipping on your leader in a minute, they are Republicans. I do want to point that out. And half of them were Republicans that were handpicked by Donald Trump himself. So to be clear, whatever happens to your little leader, it's going to be because of the actions that he took. So you can talk all you want to about how January 6th was nonsense, but all of y'all were running. At that time, y'all were grabbing y'all's gas masks and y'all were running to your offices because you didn't know if they were coming to kill you. You should have cared that somebody was there to protect you, but instead you want to play games because you found out that it was your leader that decided that he wanted to propagate an insurrection on our country. So don't tell me that you care about the Constitution because you don't. All you care about is Trump getting reelected and I'll yield the last of my time to my leader. Thank you. I have never felt more proud in my life. Something in my life. Yes. And her everything she said, everything she said was valid. And it was on point. I wish the camera could have just panned over to that side of the room to see how many heads would have been looking down. It is the absolute truth, Mommy. Mm. I totally agree. Especially when she broke it down to say when they did that insurrection, all of y'all were running. All of y'all didn't know what was going on, but now it wasn't. So when you found out it was your leader, mm -hmm. come again. 
it wasn't that bad. It didn't happen like that. You know, it was a whole Yeah, it wasn't like, like that. But he didn't incite it. But who they was doing it for? Lie. All you do, don't nobody want to go in no dark room with y'all because all y'all do is lie. <laughs> Everything that y'all want to say, y'all want to get out of context and probably turn it, turn Hunter Biden's uh, testimony into a lie. Baby, she said, I'm surprised y'all standing now. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all should be Because y'all just turned. Y'all spin it and you should be dizzy. <laughs> Work. <laughs> well, that's how you see on the top of my list for people that should run for president. <laughs> but you know, and it ain't the first time that she has broken down like that. She definitely. I was definitely impressed by her. I mean, mm. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't. She I just, said what she had to say, made her valid points, and they felt that, and it really was given like take that because y'all not gonna play with me. And, and anything that you're doing, she's definitely the. I mean, you know, because I like uh, both her and Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, you know, we was looking at it. I think the last time, one of the last times when you did your show last year, we had looked at uh, um, a clip from her when it first mm-hmm. was coming out about the Hunter Biden and that he should be, you know, indicted and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And no, not for him, but his father. None our of president should be. With Hunter Biden should be in Congress. Right. Nothing dealing with Hunter Biden should be uh, in Congress because he is not an elected f- official. Everything dealing with Hunter Biden is and it, it should be done judicially in the court of law. Right. They're the only ones that can find him guilty or not guilty of anything. He's already told you that his father had nothing to do with any of his business dealings. So it's like you're trying to make it true by making him come to Congress to testify answering your questions when he really shouldn't have to. Because you don't have anything to do with the legality of anything that has to do with a, an American citizen when you're supposed to be writing the laws. Right. And it kind of was given like it was like get back. Like like how you saying it was trying to pull Joe Biden into it. Right. To get at his father, but it's not working and it shouldn't be working. And because the MAGA people are running the House of Representatives is the only reason why it's working because they have they, you know, they have control of that side of the government. So they can call witnesses and all this other kind of stuff of what, but something should be, a, there should be a mechanism there. And I'm not sure why it isn't where they shouldn't be calling on citizens to come to Congress to prove themselves innocent, not in front of Congress. Mm. Because he's not an elected official that has to answer to Congress. That's not where American citizens go to answer to Congress. Not when it doesn't have anything to do with politics. His but they're doing that because president. because the president is his father. Like I shouldn't go. He shouldn't be going to Congress to answer for his drug abuse. He shouldn't be going to Congress to answer for his sex tape. He's not an employee of the government. So you see what I'm saying? Him going to Congress is a formality that just isn't necessary. Oh yeah, I absolutely understand what you you're saying. Have no proof that Biden. The President Biden did anything, which is why they can't file their impeachment uh, inquiry that they want to do, because they have no evidence. 
All this is is uh, is a get back to everything that they did to Trump. This is just them trying to see if they can do the same thing that the Democrats did to Trump while he was in office, if they can do that here. And they don't have the evidence to do it. But they had the evidence to impeach Trump. Y'all just didn't want to do it because y'all clowns. Right. And y'all trying to find anything, not something, not something that Joe Biden did, but something that his son allegedly did that had nothing to do. Right, that had nothing to do with Congress, but y'all trying to put Joe in it to, right, it's just a mess, and it definitely was that, it definitely was get back, it definitely is picking, it definitely is giving that. It's sad, because they can't, They like she said, all they're going to do is lie. That's why they want him to do it. They want to have his um, first hearing behind closed doors, a deposition. No, what you deposing me for? Did I commit a crime that was that was valid for Congress, or are you trying to find something on my father? No, you don't present. You don't find evidence. You 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 gather evidence. If you, you got present, evidence, right, you gather it first. You Y'all trying try to get me in this room to try to say that I said me. something. Yeah, right. You don't come to me, the American citizen, to try to ask me if my father did something. No. What evidence do you have to ask that question? You already should have determined that before you even try to get me to come in for a deposition. Why am I being deposed on my personal life? That's what the court is for. It's bogus. And just like how she said, the biggest point of it all is that whatever happens to <laughs> the former president, it's from right, right. They're trying to do the job of the Department of Justice, and it's just not appropriate. Right. Huh. And it's about things that Trump did. Not nobody else. It's about things that Trump did. And that's how I was um, speaking on it, like, as far as his cases and, you know, in the Supreme Court, but one of his former lawyers, I cannot recall her name right now, just was basically um, making a notion, not even a former lawyer, no, she's still on his thing. He got so many formers, by the way. Alina Baba, or whatever her name is. Um, Somebody else, another attorney just dropped. Um, oh, yeah, I just saw that yesterday. From yeah. his team. Yeah, he got so many formers, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, but that's what she was speaking on. She's still on his team. And she just was basically saying that Trump and them have a concern that they will vote against him just to show that they don't favor him. And remember, I talked about that on my show. Like, what sense do that make? These are these are the judges that he that he Mm-hmm. Yes, that he brought three of them more than any other president, three of them. So, no, those are the same people that you so-called elected or, you know, put in those seats because you felt that they were fair and upholding of the law. So mm-hmm. now that you are in trouble, you're saying that they're not going to follow those same things, that they're still not going to, you know, uphold the law. Right. They just going to vote against you because they don't want it to look like. I said, this man, those all types of just <laughs> fantasies. To make a conspiracy to try to make it seem so he's already trying to put that thought out there. So when it does happen, mm-hmm. when he is found guilty by the Supreme Court, that, you know what I mean? That argument is already out there. Oh, yeah, they were going to vote me guilty anyway, just because so they can make it look fair and they, that they weren't on my side. But you voted these people in. And, and you. interesting to see 
because I'm waiting for that decision too, because they got to hurry up and do this, seeing as though this primary just ended yesterday where he won the, um, you know, the position of being the primary person on the ballot uh, for the 2024 election. They have to come on and consider this uh, this case by March anyway, for these other states like Colorado and Maine get to their primary po- um, votes. Because we need to determine whether he's even qualified to be president, seeing as though all of the other options are now starting to drop off, like um, Vivek and um, um, what's his name? Chris Christie. You know, dropping off out, out of the race, but then they might not even have the front runner no more if he's not qualified to run. So they need to hurry up and make that decision. One. And then it'd be interesting to know if the maybe if the three the three justices that he chose might side with him because you know of you know their loyalty or whatever the case may be, they might side with him, but that still puts him not able to qualify if it's a six to three vote. Right. But you see what I'm saying? The three people you put on the on the, um, the the court might say, yeah, um, um, no, he's not disqualified, but the other six might say he is. Right. But do you think that a lot of them are dropping off for the Republicans, the presidential race, because of their feelings now of Trump and all this is going on in their party? Do you do you think it has something to do with that? What you mean? Like what they want to be involved, like like they see like how she was speaking, like the majority of the, the Republicans, you know, that's in the house, they still backing them. And a lot of those well, people. I know, that, I know for sure Chris Christie is not backing them. So that's, that's what not, I'm saying. Not, yeah. And I think that they're just disappointed in their own party. He was dropping off because his latest poll numbers put him in single digits. He was in the single digits. Wow. No way of winning. But now, like I'm like, like I'm saying, if they would have came up with this, so, so say for instance, the Supreme Court would have took this um, up before the Iowa caucus, we would have already known if he was disqualified. Then people wouldn't have wasted their vote, endangering themselves coming out in this that blizzard that hit Iowa. Basically, they wouldn't have came out to vote for him, knowing that he wasn't qualified to even be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. See, now we wasted a whole entire day and a lot of money. Where they went over there and caucus in, in Iowa before even knowing if he's still qualified. Because then, what if in, in March they say he's not qualified? You just wasted a whole day of voting yesterday mm. on somebody that the answer the question that is he even qualified to be on the ballot hasn't even been answered. And I hope they gag. I pray they gag. <laughs> I pray they gay. Who are you telling? Everybody's probably praying. Because one, right, one, you right. That's knowing all that. That that alone, that him Trump don't care about nobody. Yeah. All you want them to go all damn road and so we can, you know, you can say, okay, I won down here and mm. mm-hmm. I'm just so disgusted. And and at this point, it just really makes my stomach turn, Monty. Yeah. It really makes my stomach turn. Last name, but Well, I know that case that um falls up in New York. I think that um ruling is to come out what Jane by January thirty first, and then his new one starts. But mm. <sighs> this is going to be one to remember. So I did hear that um Joe Biden had a good um fourth quarter in raising funds that they got like a lot of money on hand right now for the um 
you know, for the um, campaign. So that's a good, I mean, I guess that's some good news. Seeing as, and, and then the good point about that is that they said it was all, uh, majority of it was small dollar donations. So it was actually coming from the people. My only problem with that is, and I gave up on donating to campaigns um, in 2016. <laughs> I don't know if it was because <laughs> our party, the party that I voted for lost, but. Wasted money. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I felt like my money was wasted. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gambling no more when it comes to these goddamn elections. That's what, that's what I'm not doing. So I don't donate anymore. I, I wish um, if anybody's listening, can you tell um, President Biden to stop sending me text messages asking for money? He remember. I mean, I support you. Sorry, I really, really do. But I don't support you financially anymore because I, I'm sticking to my notion where I do believe that all elections need to be defrauded of money mm. or money from the people. You should not have to, we should not have to pay you to run for elected office. That's absolutely absurd. Mm. Only Great for point. you to file, only for you to do advertising, which actually, if we ran this, I believe if we did this country right, I mean, you know, and outside of this capitalist, capitalistic system stupid system um that all can it should be no campaign financing like that should be dumb that you know we should be already into the point where we're at the point of knowing who we're going to vote for you know run who's going to run for office everybody should just be able to run and in the system should be paying for the system right i get that but it's just a whole bunch of that swaying too. That's what I'm saying. No. We should be just, you know, because I think that would allow more people. It would allow more people that we could believe in to get in the race while they're out here looking for people to support them and looking for these high time, you know, dollar donors that support them and get on the road and do all this other kind of stuff. That shouldn't be happening. Right, and who's back and who... That divisiveness comes from is that favoritism and who wants you to do this. And if you do this for me, what kind of favorites am I going to get from you? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Who they link to, who they associated with, um, who they favor, you know, such and such is putting up. But what do they call it when people, um, you know, go for one or the other? Lobbying. Huh? Lobbying. Yeah, lobbying. But you know how, like, um, like the other officials or whatever, when they, what, what, what can I say? Basically, when they put their bet behind them, it's a term that they call it, like, um, not, you know, siding with them, but it's like, it's like a real term. Like, they just got, not nomination. I can't think. I can't get the word. I can't get the word. I ain't gonna mess up the words on your show. But basically, right, and please do, please do. <laughs> I live, I live for that. Uh, but basically, what I'm saying is like you know how you were saying, like when certain ones that are already in that political arena or already known for as like you know, I guess say that celebrity said is like the Oprah's back a certain person, or uh, you know what I'm saying, or. Uh, mm -hmm. Famous people or people that we know, they backing them or they going for them, endorsing. Oh, endorsing, right. Yeah, endorsement. That's it. Okay, I told you I was going to get it. But see, that's what the thing, the thing about that. You can endorse somebody without it having to be a financial transaction. Just right. by saying the word, I endorse President Biden. 
But what I'm saying is a lot of that endorsement. me to spend a million dollars. That didn't require me to do that. But a lot of that endorsement and a lot of that campaign stuff, like I say, I think it's some of it is solely for the purpose to sway certain people. You already know, and and Trump campaign just be so well, it's, dirty. It's, it's, it's it's basically if you give me a million dollars, that that shows I have your support, and that'll tell your fans and the people that follow you that you support me. But it shouldn't be that way. It should be that if Oprah says I endorse so and so. Then that's just it. It didn't. She didn't have to give up her money to do so. Right. Her word should be enough. Your word should be enough. Our word should be enough because the campaign finances shouldn't be coming from us. The government should be paying for it. Right. You should have to register with the federal government and then run, and then they will tell you how much money they'll give you. To do your job, to do the job of running. If you got to go to a country, uh, you know, call, travel across the country, they'll give you a, you know, a, they'll print the bus, they'll pay for all that kind of stuff. You submit the bills to the government. Let them do. Mm -hmm. Let them pay for it. Why is the people that don't have no damn money paying for this shit? Paying for you to run. Right. So you can Whether get forty-two dollars or not. It should not take me investing in you being the president, and I'm not going to get. You're investing with no option of return on your money because you're never going to get it back. That forty-two dollars is gone. Yes, Uncle Joe. It's Jill. not like when the campaign is over, they're going to give you your portion of that money back because that's not what's going to happen. Right, like it's an investment for real, no, or you should get that's the thing. It's not an investment. It's a payment. Right, and a payment. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it should... Right. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I agree. But I'm again, you know... Invested in your future. Why am I... Like, no, I'm not. I'm investing in the company that's going to be charging you for your advertising future. <laughs> because you, we give you that money. You go and buy ads. You go and go travel around the world. That money's not coming back to us. It ain't coming back to me. I ain't never got my money back. Yeah, going out to get their message out, to spill their message out. And, Which is something that should not be coming from the people, seeing as though we're taxed already. Right. Well, I hope the people that the last time when they voted for Trump, I hope that they did listen to some of that hypocritical stuff he said in his campaign far as when it came to these, um, you know, these blue collar jo jobs and that industry and um, where factories and he did not stick to that. Mm. It was many. I hope they remember that. I hope they do. I just hope they remember that the black people, because <laughs> he made that his point, even when he got that uh, so-called endorsement from Kanye West, that was to sway people. All mm. of them stunts that he pulled with those, you know, his his black followers and those. Uh, things that he rung on his campaign to try to sway, to try to persuade the black vote. And I remember him making statements saying, you know, what what do we have to lose? As if he was going to do something for the Americans, the black and brown Americans, which he did not. The whole time he was in there, I hope they remember that. Even you, though, you know, I'm glad you said that, though, because all the things that they, they said that he's not going to do. Because I, I actually specifically wrote a comment on someone's page today, and I, I ain't going to be able to get it to it. Let me see if I can do it from here. Um, I wrote a comment on someone's page today. Uh, is it this one? 
What's I'm not gonna be able to find it. Move. Well, no, I'm moving around. I done made me a cup of ice. I done made me some dip. I like this behind the scenes. <laughs> huh? You, oh, you get? I, I like this behind the scenes. This character. <laughs> do stuff. All right. So no, I can't find it, but um, it was the um. All right, I can't find it, but I, okay. I said something to the effect. So somebody was in the in the comments on um on a certain post saying like um I'm not voting for Biden again because what has he done for us? So that goes back to what I asked you and what we were talking about in the beginning. How are you going to talk about what he has done for us when you don't know what you want? Mm. And not only that, you don't even know what's happening in, in government, period, right? right? Between Congress, between the judiciary, between the legislative and the executive. You don't know anything about what's happening, right? Yeah, you're still claiming that Biden hasn't done anything, but he's done more in his record in, in, in the first three years of his presidency than any other president has done ever. And I don't know everything. They don't know this. And that's the right. part about it. They don't know that that's happened. Because they don't follow, but they're already ready to jump on him to say that he's done nothing for them. But they don't know what's happened. Mm. Right? And then the other part of it was, you don't even know why he can't continue to go on with his agenda. Because you don't know about, you don't know anything about government. So here's, here's a little lesson for you. The president can't act alone. Okay. He cannot create laws on his own. All he can do is pass executive orders, which they don't like to do because that's not what the people want. That's why they like to pass laws through the people's right to make it seem like it's just all about him and what they exactly. want. They don't like doing that's what that. Trump did in his first uh, term in office, Obama did the same thing because he he had no choice but to play but you to do executive orders because of divided government. That is what we're in right now. We're right now in the middle of a divided government where the Democrats control the Senate and the Republicans control the House of Representatives, oh. which means. Yeah. That they're not working together because you know who's in charge of the House of Representatives? The MAGA extremists. Mike Johnson. Mm. Ugly Taylor Green. <laughs> Matt Gates. All of them are in control right now and they're not passing bills. Is it that you talking about Marjorie? Is it? No, no, her name is Ugly. Ah! <laughs> We're never gonna call her Marjorie on here. That's yes, and she keep on and she keep on. Oh, I knew you was talking about her. I just was trying to go big, whatever. Yes, and she keep on coming for Miss James. <laughs> no. <laughs> just because, but yeah, Moni, you absolutely right. Like he can't do everything. That, you know, you, you're trying to fault him for something that's out of his control. It's either he has to wait for Congress or he's going to do executive orders. Presidents don't like to do executive orders because that goes against what the people's representatives want. Mm. The representatives answer to you. The problem is the people aren't holding their own representatives accountable for not getting anything done. They always point to the president and it's not his fault. He would be doing everything you want him to be right. doing if he had the ability to do so. Right. If your representative from your state was on board. 
Because exactly. he wrote and he, he said, that's who you need to talk to. Immigration thing into his face. And he keeps saying, what have you passed in regards to the immigration law that I'm supposed to be working on? You've changed nothing since even when Trump was in office. You have changed nothing. You've done nothing to support or fix the immigration system. So you've done nothing. Why are you trying to point at me? What am I supposed to do? You want me to go down there and shoot all them people? That's not appropriate. Right. Whether they're crossing the border, getting to hit like the people that the um the right. Mother, he just want them to treat them. He want them to treat them inhumane the way Trump was doing when they was getting over and they was in them camps and being separated and all that and all that from their family. He want them to treat them unhuman mm -hmm. because the whole thing is. They... Did you hear about the, the 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 mother and her two children that died, that drowned? Oh, it's it's so many of them trying to get over. Yes. And I just seen so many stories uh, like that. Law enforcement was preventing the U.S. government from coming in to do anything to help that situ with that situation. Mm. Like that's crazy to me. Like, how, first of all, how do you think you, a state agency, can supersede the federal government? No mess. That part right there was like ridiculous to me. Like. When I heard that Biden was yelling, you know, yelling, let my people, let the people, let the government in. Like, what, what do you mean? You are a member of the United States of America, which means that the United States of America supersedes anything that you do. Because you don't get funding from just your own state. You get funding from the federal government as well. And this is Texas, of course, that I'm talking about. <laughs> and y'all played in our face. Like we, like we don't have, yeah. It's a mess. That's so, uh, yeah. That's exactly this what is it weird. is. Like that, and it's just so many people that are uneducated on their own processes of government that don't make no sense. I, like I said, I went back to the thing where I was talking about that. Um, I, I think we talked about this last year, 2023, where I was saying we missed the days when there was a citizenship class where you had to learn these things before you could even proceed to the next grade. You had to pass the yeah. citizenship test before you could go to the next grade to prove that basically to, to, to indoctrinate you, which I hate that word, to indoctrinate you into the system of being an American. Right, but you knew all of the branches. You all the branches of government. government. And I'll even right now, right, did you just, right. And even what right. did for you. And no one knows that stuff these days. They just blame one particular person because he's on the top rung, which is the president. But you can't take that information and run with it that way because there are checks and balances for everybody. Mm including the president. There are certain things he cannot do. He's not a king. And that's the issue. The and that's the, and that is the issue we have with our former president. Exactly. He's not that he did not find like, to stay within those. That he can go and do all these things as president and the only people that can condemn him as Congress. No. No, that's not Thank right. You. That's why we have a judiciary. The judiciary shows who shows who is in violation of the law. The Supreme Court is who the president answers to. Right. They're not his boss, but they tell you what's right and what's wrong against the law. Hmm. Because they're the ones that are chosen to impose the law. It's like I say, what they uphold so much, the Constitution, whatever, people can always make that argument. And right now, 
even at my age. I don't know all of the all of this stuff. Like how you're saying that is so true. I should know more than I do, you know, do know and everything else like that. And people who are too throwing out that question or with it what what go ahead. So many people don't know what the process of how a bill is passed. Right. I know that I know that somewhat. So much you want so much okay it's okay to want all you want but it's also a process on the how thing. things get done right oh it's certainly a process to that if you know it's a process to how you apply for food stamps baby why exactly. wouldn't think that is a process for how the president gotta make things you know come through instead exactly. what i was saying though Moni, was like how you made the statement like the whoever was saying what has the president done for us i don't know everything and everything that he's, but I know what he didn't do. That's gonna always be my only. He ain't disrespect that constitution. He ain't. He been upholding that. He's in in order. Right. And that's what's missing out on everything that we can that we continuously discuss when it comes to our government affairs. That's the what respect. is the problem, the right? And they want to be so cocky. I mean, I don't believe in everything that our government does, but I definitely respect the Constitution because it is a protection for the people. Right. You need those. It may not be helping in our day-to-day -day life, but it helps in, in the generalistic portion of it based on your race, your sexuality. Uh, and, and, and it's so crazy that, all right, see, <laughs> I try to, you know, don't get anything, you know, you don't Going into that, you know, because we keep trying to infuse, well, not, not we, they, and I'm using that word. Who is as, they? Um, who is they? I'm you know, you, are. Them. you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> the Christians. Go you know, I was going to say, you know, the Christians. It's, it's, well, who well, they? The Christians, too. So it is the Christians. <laughs> or it may just be religious, religious folks. Well, what, but what Christians do? They want they want their God in everything. Mm. But there is a such thing and, and it should be prominent and, and everybody should know the division between church and state. Mm. There should be no anything. Truth be told, God is in everything anyway. I don't care about anybody's beliefs. Those are my beliefs. He in anything anyway. I don't think that is not so necessary to say because I'm going to do that regardless. So I don't have to march. It, that, that's, that's a waste. Your personal, of, that's, that's in your personal life. Yeah, and it I get what you're saying, but that's government. a waste of time for me to argue if we can say a prayer in this bill. You know what I mean? Because right. I can say one in my Right, it be involved in your prayer. That's right, that's point. not. No one has to be involved not, in your prayer. You can go in the corner and pray. You can close exactly. your eyes right now and pray. You can right in your lonesome and pray. Close your uh, go in the bathroom and pray. No one's telling you you can't. Right, no so that's that. what I'm feeling in government, though, Moni. Like while we was talking about that, it's just so much frivolous stuff, though that we that people fight for <laughs> and stand up for like it's a lot of shit just be wasting so much time hmm. that's not even important like, like some shit like though um that's what you know i had that i had that same you know mindset when i noticed that you know they use the bible when you take your oath like why are you doing that make the oath matter take the oath on the constitution 
Why are you using the Bible? You take the oath on the Constitution that you're you're pl pledging your allegiance to the country, not to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Not that that's not your faith. It can be your faith, but outside of this government building, that's your faith. Right. Inside but of this government saying, building, your oath is to the Constitution of America. Right. And God is and God is in everything anyway. So that, that's what I say, my opinion and how I feel. So when I'm looking at it and we sit here in this conversation, like, yeah, wow, well, why do they do that? Mm -hmm. Why do they do that? If it's not that's about that's, that. That's not my point. Like, like we don't need to, they don't put your right hand on the Bible and, and swear to the, you know, put your right hand on the Constitution. Right. And swear Look, like to that the means the baby, a many of people don't put their hand on that Bible. That's what I'm saying. That just didn't make sense <laughs> to me. Why are you doing that when it's supposed to be the division, the division, you know, the, the distinction between church and state? Right. A many of people done put their hand on that Bible and was straight <laughs> lying. Then they used to do that in court. Who do they do? They still do that. And then purge themselves. <laughs> they still do that in court, don't they? Just like yeah, um, don't lie under God. Don't play with God. Where I had you know, on one of my shows in 2023 where we were talking about when um the Supreme Court, the three that we're talking about in particular, the three Republicans that was chosen by Trump, all in their um, confirmation hearings all said that they would not touch Roe v. Wade. All three mm -hmm. of them admitted in their confirmation hearings that they were under oath on, remember, they all had to take the oath that they would not purge themselves in this firm. They all took that hearing and they all said they would not touch Roe v. Wade because they thought they believed that it was settled law and they all voted to repeal it. Mm. Which is perjury to me and I think they should have been prosecuted as judges. Mm. I'm still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> How are you going to actually sit here and be do this in front of all millions of people that were watching this and say that you were not going to touch Roe v. Wade and then you went right in there and did the same thing that you just said you weren't going to do? That's a lie. That's perjury. Hmm. So why are they not being held accountable for their lying to the American people right to their faces on live television? Where is that accountability? But they get to collect a check every two weeks at a job that they should not be qualified to have because they perjured themselves. Mm -hmm. Real quick, didn't they? And we let that go we like it was that. nothing. That was yesterday's news. And they didn't actually do it because we don't remember it. No, no, I remember it. And I'm still holding on to it. And that's what I'm saying. Like certain stuff like that. Like that's why. Open, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even stuff like that, Ruben Reed, not that that wasn't serious and stuff like that and why we need the Constitution and need laws and different things like that. But it just be so much stuff, yeah, <laughs> that goes through that. You know what I mean? And it's like sometimes they do whatever they want to do anyway. Like, that's what I don't understand and how even I'm going back to the Trump situation. How You know, I always make the point or him even being on his ballot. Like, you know, I always say like, yo, we can't even do jury duty. With no charge, how is this possible? So even your girl who you just brung on there that was breaking it down, like, yo, it's still always just like a double, double, 
fucking standing. And it's like, yeah, they do always got their hand in privilege or whatever. And even the things that is supposed to be there that keep us justified hmm. for real, that keep us solid how we supposed to be as citizens of this country, they still play with that. Right. And manipulate that. Because exactly, look how you just pointed it out. Like, how, how? Well, child, if that was me and I was under any type of, and I go and lie or whatever, baby. You going to jail? I'm going to jail. <laughs> perjury, like you said, you calling it out, mommy, perjury. Straight up. They got my girl Merlin. What they say Merlin did? It just does not. Jail. They got my girl Merlin. And even though, you know, that was a personal situation. But a lot of that stuff, too, that they, they vote on and they do like that. Like, some of that shit just supposed to, like, just make sense. Like, and it don't. Like, how you going to tell somebody about them when they get him a baby? Like, what is going on? But we still need some of the shit. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, Marty. I'm just saying anything. You got my mind just, woo. You just now broke that out. I'm thinking that I was trying to get, and I'm like, oh yeah, like how? Wow, just like how we were just saying the other day when I seen the Lord. Say, yes, seeing the Lord. I'm thinking, you know, I got background noise. I'm trying, <laughs> excuse me uh, about the marijuana and it being legal and everything. And I posted it to my page, and they were saying, you know, all these years. This shit has been illegal. We they have been locking us up for it. We've been, you know, now all of a sudden that is legal. How y'all the number one regulators? <laughs> How y'all the experts when this shit was illegal? You know what I mean? Now y'all the experts. Y'all know everything about it. Oh, <laughs> when, about, oh, yeah, right, right. I, yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all the ones. You know what I mean? Government, state. Y'all the ones who giving people. The authority to, you know, head of dispensaries or whatever. How y'all came, how y'all know about the regulations and how this shit should be ran? Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> and the majority of them don't even have you, of course, not L color skin, but how? How that happened? When it was the majority of us, <laughs> the black folks, every shit like that. So you got me just gonna think about it. Like how? It was us, the black folks, that was in jail for it. We should have every fucking dispensary. It's, it's like it's 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 almost like no one actually. Everybody wants to wants to care. They want to care, but nobody actually does. Right? They don't, and and that <clears throat> because they still looking, but instead of actually caring and then receiving the benefits of your care in the form of getting what you want, you want to sit back, not know what you want. And not care. All those things can't happen at once. And then you still complain. Right. But even in the situations where we know where we want, you know, in, in that regard, I'm going to speak up. No one knows what they you want. You know, as a black person, if you did, we don't know what we want. You know what I'm saying, Monty, a lot of times because we haven't really gotten anything. We haven't really gotten anything, even how I was saying, as far as how the laws and stuff, that shit is still always manipulated and somehow against us just from being, you know, black people and, and, and who we are just in this fucking country. But that's not true. I mean, in, in, in itself, it's not true. It's because we don't have the representation 
right. what we want. And that that's on us too. That's right. on us too. That's on us too. <laughs> we try to get in there, but it still be it still be powers to be. It's still and I'm not even gonna say I'm not even gonna say power. It still be strategies. It it still be strategies and propagandas. Uh, a B. I'm not even gonna say power because we the power, but it still be those to prevent us. Outside, by the way, it, it it has dropped four more degrees outside. Oh my goodness! You don't. You now, are you always cool. It is now 22 <laughs> degrees outside. Remember, we started the show at 26. I got <laughs> my best friend's birthday February 22nd, and I seen it is on my eggs right here. 222 and 22 degrees outside. 822 and 22 degrees. Oh my goodness. So I told you I was supposed to be dropping down into the teens tonight. You so. cold just thinking to... about that temperature, aren't you, Mommy? My um, I closed my window a little bit, so it's like a little tiny crack. But the wind is still making my curtains open, it flutter, and <laughs> so I know it's freezing out there, and I won't be out there. Thank you very much. Um, what did I want to say just now? I know the thought alone got you cold. Oh, no, I was saying, though, it takes me right back to what I was saying about the campaign finance stuff, though, because if we would have more representation if they didn't have to go out and try to find support. You see what I mean? Yeah, true. If we were just listening to stories. Because a lot of that support and that money goes to the most known, you know, candidates. Right. People that are more popular. They already popular got those. Candidates. The president, that's just like any of any of us just trying to go and run. I mean, you could just think about it. The, the same way we found, we found they already out know. Barack Obama, that's the way that this you, you can tell how support works. Because he had to go search for a whole bunch of people to give him a whole bunch of money to even qualify to be on the ballot. Yes. They'll put them up there. We noticed because before we knew, we didn't know anything about a Barack Obama before he became, you know, he was running for president. We didn't know about that man from Chicago that was the representative. We didn't know nothing about him. And we didn't care about him. No, he needed enough money so he could do that campaign so he can go and be known. He had to go, he had to go stalk people for money first before he can get his name recognition to become president of the United States of America. That is a fallacy that needs to stop. And the same thing goes happens here in our own city. You have to get so much money so you can be qualified to actually be seen to even become the mayor of this city. Yeah. That's how they you that's how they that's how they count to support. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just saying, okay, I think I can do the job. So say for let's use me. I think I can do the job. Let me go down to the city hall and register for elections and see if I can get my name put on the ballot. Mm. Why isn't that the possibility? Why do I have to go run around here and raise all this money and do all this other kind of stuff where this money is not going to benefit anybody but advertisement agencies, the bus companies? <laughs> oh, wait. And- in the printing press, the people that's going to print your signs. Yeah, a waste. That's not helping the city. That's not helping the country. That's not doing anything to benefit anyone but those industries. But that's your money. That's the people's money that's going into that after being taxed. Just for them to run the campaign. After taxes, the money that's after taxes. 
right? You already got taxed from your job. Then you're going to come and contribute to another thing after taxes? Yeah. No. That's just wrong to me. So, yeah, I'm back on my bully. That's <laughs> definitely... Money to that's, no candidates of this. Wow. Of you, baby, you better talk it. Because when you just broke it down I've like that, it's, it's nobody possible. I've always right. donated to Sheila Dixon. I've always donated to whoever was on the Democratic Party that was going to run for president. And I'm, I'm just, I'm. It's not that I'm against them. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, just not monetarily. Mm-hmm. So you can hear it now on this radio show that I'm telling you I'm with you, but I'm not giving you no damn money, not mine. Mm. Because it's not an investment. It's not coming back to me. You don't see the impression. And that's what I said. That's the word I used, ain't it? Mm. It should be an, an investment. I guess the investment is them. No I guess the investment is them getting elected or actually getting in the position. I don't want no picture. I, that's what they're hawking off now. You want to come to the Democratic something, something? No, I'm not coming. I'm busy. You know, that's a day of work that I have to, I'm going to be losing to come there. No. Yeah. I'm not coming. I don't want a damn t-shirt. I don't want it. And that whole process is crazy, too, because even when they're in there and going through all of that, the campaign, when they're in office, different things that they vote for, what they are for, you know, that has a lot to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. With that, with the endorsements who people support whether it be on the campaign. Like, so if you sway one way, <laughs> then you lose votes. Right. Or you you get more people, you more popular because you think like this and you think it's just a whole, like, circle. I don't understand how we, how people can really, that's why I, I, I trust the system. I guess that's why I'll say I need to know more, but it's so confusing. It's so confusing because even when you're breaking all that stuff down like that, like once they get in the office, I can remember working for different agencies or whatever. We have to follow or do a certain thing on the guideline, depending on who was in office or move a certain way, depending on who the mayor of the city was or who the, you know, that matters mm-hmm. because the, we know that that's going to interfere with our funding. Yep. <laughs> our partnerships. Yeah. Yo, it is just so crazy when you bring this- with government people that might be your potential bosses and stuff like that and try to make them, you know, that's basically lobbying. That's the same thing as lobbying. Yes. And that's why I feel a lot of times, you know, people when they get in there, we talk about how we vote for people. A lot of people say we vote for people when they're popular. You know, and things like that. A lot of times, no, we we be thinking it's people going to get in there and do what they need to do. But like you said, there's a process. You have a lot of that going on. Um, falls, you know, falls aside and we're back and then stuff they get. So sometimes people go in there and they step into an arena where people already got sides. Mm-hmm. And they already got their supporters and they already got their click. And so they be so enthused to go in there and really do something for the people. But then when you get in there, it, when you get into the system, you fight in another system hmm. just to stay involved. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, I remember all at the meetings and you can't say stuff. How we talk about that sister speaking out and saying certain, you know, mm. How you can't say it or you can't be for that. So you could have a different feeling about something, but because you are here, 
it's not acceptable for you to feel this certain way about this because if you do, you're going to lose this back and or you're going to right. It's it's just. Mm. Or they're gonna put their money into it. That's why I say thing. it's bullshit. That's where that infighting comes from, because then they, so say for instance, you do say something wrong, and that that the person that was that's uh, what the government going do right now. Then, yeah, how you just break it down? That's exactly how they going through it. But that's yeah, that's exactly what the Republicans. That's exactly what they are going through it. The House being represented by a certain party, and then mm-hmm. our you know our our Senate seats, and our you know, like that's exactly what they are going through right now. Like a lot of that stuff up in Congress right now, it don't have shit to do with really like what's good for the people. Whatever, it just has to do this L party, <laughs> and we got right. I'm sure is a lot of <laughs> people on that side that probably do feel indifferent. If she didn't but they can't that. say nothing and they can't speak up. And a lot of them are now voicing how different they do feel and why they not back in the certain. But but yeah, that. That whole thing to me because you know when you, you you when you vote right now you know even now in you know the state of Maryland where you vote you know you know you register to vote you know on mm-hmm. um, elections dot Maryland whatever it's called mm-hmm. they all have your information right mm-hmm. everybody that um that is a, 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 a registered elected to, to to be elected official. They have your information, so they're able to email you and all that kind of stuff if they chose to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've never gotten an email from one of my representatives, not from the city or the county. And like I said, they have your information because that's a part of the voter the voter roll, right? They you give them your email address and your cell your your phone number. Um, but I've never gotten a um, a message like when even when Elijah Cummins was um, alive, rest in peace, sir, when he was here. I used to go to his office and I used to tell him, I've never gotten an email from you, sir. Why is that? Like, why, why aren't you having town halls with your, the people that you're representing, representing, where are you getting your basis on knowing what we want? Hmm. I stumped him him with that question. Hmm. And to this day, no one can answer me that question. Like, where are your town halls? Where are you doing something that you're communicating with your constituents? It can't be that we just have to come here like I'm doing. And ain't we that how they be turning? all pile up into this little tiny office that you have Ooh. with these three rooms. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that the office was small. What I'm saying is, is that it's not big enough to hold a town hall. Right. No, I'm just saying your whole point that you're making is that when they're trying to get into these seats in these offices, they come to the people. Right. They're out there. But then, the people on a regular basis. But our, then when we put them in a seat, we got to keep day. coming to them. What they say, call your call your state senator, call your right. councilman, call your, you know. But, but when I have to continuously call you, you should okay. be showing your face to me. Hmm. And any kind of preference that you want to do it, you can have it at the convention center. That's that's city owned. That's state owned. Mm. You can have it somewhere. It don't have to be at no hotel where you got to probably pay the rental fees. It don't have to be like that. You can have it at city hall. They got those rooms just there for most of the week. Yeah. All these churches and all this. If everybody really want to come together. For that one purpose, I'll go to a church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. But I'm just saying, right, you're right. It's tons of places where y'all can have things like that. Continue to do it when you get into office to really know what the people want. You know, moving off a subject with like, right, how we talk about these bike lanes, like, who voted? <laughs> who voted for that? Nobody who asked you voted for that. Like no one wanted this. Who you, voted? You it's so many complaints. All things that you with these bike lanes, you took parking spaces away from all these yes. million cars to put in a bike lane that ain't nobody a riding bike, bike lanes. And all these <laughs> people driving, and baby, you can't find five a bike. Consistently, I would love to do uh, a study. You can't find a bike. When you be saying the bike? Every you know. now and then you do because you know the scooters and stuff. But right, they just made traffic so congested. I, you know, I bought a bike. And when I, I did, I ain't even going to be more so worried. I don't know, chill, about the lanes. you think I'm going on that bike? If I'm not riding that bike in the park, you think I'm riding on Baltimore City streets? Hell sure. no. I don't like how they did nothing about it. How they put the parking in the middle of the street and they got to <laughs> stop all traffic and you got to back in and try to get in this. I don't like it. Before I make this left turn, I got to look in this lane because I might still hit somebody. Nothing about it. Know who even authored that bill? Like put these like who the Ooh. hell ain't that, you hush? This? ain't that hush hush? Who did that? <laughs> who did it? And the people who did it and voted who wherever they was in that office secretly by themselves, y'all should be on a bike every damn day. And that happened on the pew, remember? On this link, y'all should be. Every day, because half and roll, all this in my city is a mess. North Avenue, a mess. Center hmm. Street, a mess. But to get think about this though, and right now, as as the um, the um the snow plows go through, they tearing all that. Saint Louis Drive, a mess. They tearing it all up right now. They knocking off all, over all those little white things hanging out the you know sticking out the ground. They knocking them all down right and now. And that's what I'm saying. Um, the maintenance, all these sticks around, and I understand that they try to do the little sticks, you know, by the curb. I guess to avoid people turning the curb, but they broke. It makes you turn all the way into another lane and all this. Mm -hmm. I just was saying no more. I, I just was saying right. I, I just was elaborating on the point that you was making mm -hmm. that it needs to be an ongoing conversation. Right. Not just when y'all are trying to get elected into these offices and stuff like that because that that's what be happening. See, a lot of times people who do know and we do be voting for them and, and, and stuff like that, once they get in the office, we don't keep that that umph up in them. Mm -hmm. So a lot mm -hmm. of it be that, that we don't have enough interaction, enough communication with them to really be telling them or making them make sure they doing their job. I would like for um, the, uh, actually, and, and I hope and I then they got to fight against the system in there. I want to give the suggestion to um, uh, my mayor, Sheila Dixon, uh, too, that I oh, think you, she Oh, you think Sheila going, going to take it? Oh yeah, I, I mean, you don't I think <laughs> you don't think Brandon going to be in here with Baby Chum? Nope, I don't, wanna, I don't. I don't believe in the negative because that would be the negative to me. I want her and to win. Scott, she, when she put that hyphen on her name, he can go here to home and take care of his baby. I want her in there. <laughs> and Pew Scott, and she put that hyphen on her name. What's his fiance name? Oh, did, did he hyphenate his name? 
No, I say when she when they get married, it's his fiance. How free his fiance now? Her last name is Pooh. I know, I know, <laughs> I know that. I say, I said, he gonna you say he's hyphenating his name? No, I was saying you're not uh, trying to see Miss Pooh's guy. It. I get it. You tried it. Miss Pooh's got up in the end. <laughs> No thanks. So again, you're mad Sheila Dixon because you're confident that Sheila Dixon is going to be in. I, I'm confident. I'm confident that she's going to get in this time. I hope. No, I hope she put them damn bike legs. <laughs> no, but I just I, I would like to make that suggestion to her that she has a little bit more. Um, not that we just have to see her at the city council meetings and all that kind of stuff. Give us a little bit more town hall style thing. I mean, because like I said, when she was mayor, she she ran a tight ship and, and that tight ship was an excellent thing for Baltimore back then, right? And I just want going forward for our elected officials to actually have their ear to the streets. Right. And listen to what's happening in the streets. Right. Versus finding out on the news. Right finding out somebody got killed over something stupid or finding out something happened, but be able, be steadfast and ready to hop on it when it happens. Because I think that's the only way you're going to actually be able to curve crime is if you know where the crime is happening and why it's happening and what's going on in your city to make it stop happening. Mm. Because if we're yeah. not going to do that, we're going to have the status quo. It's going to be the continuous rotation of crime. Because crime is not something you can stop. Mm. Because you can't sit in the mindset of all of these people that you call your citizens. Because the citizens are going to go to do what they're going to do. Right. If somebody does an infraction on them, they probably think that's going to be something that's going to get them killed. Then that's what's going to happen. And you're going to find out after the fact. But if you can stave off the process of the criminality happening, then you change things for everyone. Mm. You see what I'm saying? If yeah. there is no drug dealer, there is no drug deal crime. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Stop yeah. it before it happens. Get to the youth before they become the criminal. Yeah. Not by, and it's not just by open up, opening up recreation centers. You have to do more. You have to. A recreation center only stays off that afternoon from five to seven. After seven, it's all game, fun and games again and, and crime. And it's still only going to be a certain bunch that go inside the recreation center. But that's what because I'm saying. Again, because Not again, everybody wants to be at the recreation center. Especially right. And again, it's still a disconnect a lot of times between the services and everything that people want. Like, yes, it is a lot of services. Because you know there. what influences crime. And more, more than likely, what's influencing the crime is the, the monetary value of what is at stake. If you at the recreation center and ain't making no damn money, then what's the point of being at the recreation center? Just to be recreational? Hell no, I don't want to play basketball all day. Basketball ain't paying me. I need to get a job. A job of choice is because I can't get a regular job. I'm going to sell drugs. Well, now we need to figure out what we can do to stop that from happening. We need to find jobs that'll help people stay recreational and get paid. When I was young, we had a recreation center. I worked there. Mm. I was an employee. I got a paycheck every Friday. 
that mm. kept me off the streets because my like my thing was too. Oh no, I'm not going to the um to the center across the street. Re recreation for what? I need a coin. Right. <laughs> use your community. Yeah. Use the people in the community. You know, not yeah, saying so use them like that, but really let them gig, make it a paid gig then. Right. And let, let them be involved. So y'all hear that elected officials, right? And get them in like that. <laughs> yes. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for recreation centers where they're just going to be using a paper and baking paper planes and shit and using a computer. They're looking for recreation that's going to pay them. Mm -hmm. That's going to keep them off the streets on the corners. If they mm -hmm. got money coming in their pocket able to do stuff. Right. Recreate them a position. Because that's how it works. That's how it. That's how you make it work. I got paid to recreate. Not everybody did, but I did. I was an employee. Okay, work. But it worked for me. It can work for everybody. Yeah. I mean, y'all got the. I mean, y'all have the 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 um the structure of it. Y'all already have the structure. Y'all just need to implement it on a, a daily on a day to day basis versus just being a summer job program. Mm -hmm. Make it a job program, not a summer job program. Make it a job program, and keep them engaged. And keep that, or but that would keep them engaged. Whatever. I even feel like that. Of, even far as it's not just June, July, and August, but it's a year thing, a whole entire year. You're gonna get a paycheck every week on the year. Right. Not just June, July, and August. I, don't give me no summer job. I need to recreate from. I get out of school at three. What am I doing from three to seven? I should be right. paid. And I think more so even in the education system. People if you paid them to do their homework. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Even in the education center, that, that's the system. That's the point that I was ready to make. Now, I'll donate to if, that. If I'll it was incentives, you know, where the education and going to school led to more careers. And of course, mm. you know, we have schools that are vocational schools and and hold them accountable. Like that. If you fail in a you fail in a class, you can really lose your job. Yeah. Because we pay you to do your work. We pay you to come here to get this work done. We pay yeah. you to you also recreate, we but we also paying you to do your homework. So your first thing you do when you get to the recreation center is to open that book and do that homework. Because now we want to see your report card when it comes in. We want to know what you got on that test. We want to know yeah. how we helped you get that on that test. Because the other people that's uh, also employed there are going to help you succeed. Yep. Have the children working inside the schools the same way how they have. Exactly. These and support. That's how you these support. If, if they also find out that you you put that on your um your resume that you were um you were an employee of said said record you know recreation center and this is where you got this is how you gauged your your career agenda and how you use this to get yourself into all these different colleges that's a bonus for you hmm. but we don't have that right now so now we got things falling through the cracks and just like more of those schools i think so too you know we have some of them like bart like how we saying falling into you know, getting into the career, but like Bard, I think also like Cop and um, high school does it. Where like in the last uh, two years or so, you know, children are working on their associates. Right. So when they come out of like, cause this this is the world now. 
and it's fast paced and it's about that. It's about your skill set. <laughs> hmm. And it's about the money that you can get. So if I can come out, you know what I mean? Like time waits for no one. We really had to move in the speed that put it the put the future in mm-hmm. front of the game. Real talk. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not it really being done. Also help with people being motivated to enjoy work. Actually mm. work. It would and give that cool. kind of motivation to actually show up and do something that you believe in positive that gives you a positive feeling. Right. It would actually build confidence in performance. Yeah. Because you know that you need to do this to succeed. You need to know that you need to do this so you can know that there's something better out there for you. It's just so much that could go into the gauging of how we recreate. Mm. How we are raising our children, how we are doing things to actually make people succeed and get to that goal of generational wealth. Mm. Because the thing is that people are not in love with school. They're not in love with the academics of learning. We've lost it. But if you can present it to them. Because so the parents, a lot of parents don't believe that school is there to educate them. It's more so a babysitter. Hmm. That's exactly what it is. And they just going to show up mm-hmm. <laughs> to get those grades. But if that was put into that system like that, that would just be so like dynamic. That really would change the game. So I hope someone's listening in government and how you were selling Sheila to write. Connect with the people when you get back into the office system. Yeah, you really make really sure you keep coming to the people. You know the, the traditional the, stuff they do. They gotta Go start out. governing from the top and start governing from the bottom. Because mm-hmm. if you're not listening to your people, how are you gonna succeed? We're not believing in you. That's why Biden is you know. Hmm. Like I was so proud of how he handled having his um the speech he did last week. He went back to the church and um I forgot where it is, but where the um the five people was killed, the black people was killed. You know what I'm talking about. Um right. he went back there to do his um his speech. That's where he did it from, from that church. And that was that was real, you know, that's him going back to the people, basically. The people that supported him and trying to engage them in what they need to do next because again if we are in this situation where the government is divided in 2025 when they're when the new president whoever it is is going to be biden but whoever it is is elected we have to change the situation in congress first that is the point of concern if we elect biden again and y'all sit around and complain and you did nothing about congress it is your fault mm. congress is divided and it needs not to be if if biden is to win he needs both houses in his corner the senate needs to stay remain democratic and the house needs to turn back democratic period and if it doesn't, it is your fault. Mm. And let us function like that on all levels. Government on all levels. If and the, state. the party in power wants to get anything done, right now, right now, there is no negotiating with the MAGA extremists. There's none. And I don't actually want them to try and negotiate with them because they're weird. 
Mm. I'm tired of talking to weird people. Yeah. All of it is weird to me, Marnie. <laughs> All of it is weird. There is no talking to weird people. It oh. isn't because their weirdness has crept into uh, disbelief. Like you don't believe in anything and you'll fall for everything. Mm. And they're weird. That's just weird. Because ain't no way in the world, before 2016, nothing out of Donald Trump's mouth made sense to no one. And no one took him seriously but to be a clown for a celebrity apprentice. That's it. Because everybody believed that he he was racist. They always thought that from his housing projects. Like, I don't know where that sense changed where y'all thought this man was supposed to be, was meant to be president. Ew. Yeah, like why him? He was a television clown. Like people really got to look at the whole picture. Like why him? It just doesn't make sense. Like how do you go from matter. him, you know, to him bankrupt in all of his businesses, but to make money on the other end to thinking he won't cheat you? Mm. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. It does not add up. Poor white people. Things. And wait a minute, it ain't only the white people now. Because he has some ones. Yes, he does. But I just hope they remember. I just hope they remember. <laughs> They're not. They're going to forget now. Hope they, they remember. Right. They forgot everything. How well they forget. And that's on both sides. <laughs> The supporters, the voters, and when they get up in that office, y'all need to stay connected to the people. All of these campaigns, and when y'all get up in there, it's cute. Y'all can go to the community functions, but come to the community. Talk to me. I don't want to keep saying you stand up there with no book bags. And the thing is, we know they do that. What's new? And I don't want to do it in the form of a rally. That's the thing. That's the worst thing that I've ever seen in my life. All the people piled up in one place trying to get their voices heard. No. No, no. Come to my town, come to my locale, and don't really? invite anybody that don't live here. Don't don't live here to that town hall. You have to live here. Wait a minute to go to my town hall. And while I do believe that rallies and protests and stuff like that is important, let me just say that I it's don't. just it's just weird. I, I do believe. I, I do believe they have their purpose, right? I do believe they have their purpose. But what I'm saying is, when you think about it, my people, we do all that walking to get in there no, no, just to be able protests. to do talking. I'm talking about these rallies, like the Trump rallies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, and be yelling across. and Because you're not listening to nobody. You're only there to listen to that person spew whatever they're spewing. They're not listening to what you want. Right. There was no question at those rallies. There are no question and answer sessions where it comes from the constituents. It's just Never. him talking and telling you what he's going to do, not what you want him to do. Oh, oh, that's his stuff. That blind stupidity, that blind like to something that's not even real. Because none of that stuff is going to happen. Because again, if Congress is divided as it is now, he won't be doing any of that either. Oh no! If Trump if, if Trump's speech, 
Yeah. Biden can't do nothing right now because the government is divided. If he's in office, he can't do anything if the government is divided. Period. Because we got to look at the, the other scale of things. Congress has to be changed too for a president to succeed. Because again, he can't run everything by executive order. It just does not work because the next president is going to reverse that. Well, on day one. <laughs> on day one. Just like Biden did when he got in office, he reversed a whole bunch of his executive orders on day one. Mm, hold on, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> But it is what it is. If you don't have both houses of Congress, it doesn't matter what you do. Nothing is really real. Mm. And that's what we face now. And I didn't even get to get to the um, E.G. and Carol stuff. Or, that's um, why. God bless America. I didn't even because get to get to E.G. and Carol or the damn um, Diddy story that I was going to do about Clive Davis and the Grammys. But Oh yeah, because Diddy ain't go. <laughs> Diddy ain't go. But that's he all right. Can you be back next week, won't you? He is still on the um he he didn't uh, um Diddy is on the invite list. He's still on the invite list. They just don't have his picture on like the tickets and stuff like they usually would do. Um so he's like in the background of it. So he's still invited because he's still a moving moving and shaking in the move, movie industry. I mean, um the music industry. He's just not um prominent. Like Clive Davis, they close, they friends. So he's probably going to be there. I don't know why he would go. I think he should just be under a rock until it's all over with. What's that? To the award? Yeah, to anything that has to do with music. No one oh, was no, I don't think he, he going. I think it already came out that he was saying that he's not. Yeah. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, I know he didn't just, what was oh, the award stuff? talking about the, um, the, the pre-Grammy party that, you know, that Clive Davis does every year. Oh, yeah, he ain't go to none of that. Uh, so the Grammys air Sunday, February the 4th at 8 p.m. I'm looking forward to it. What's the one that just now came on? The Emmys. The Emmys, yeah. And I think he was nominated or something for something there. He didn't go to that either. He didn't go there. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, who won an Emmy? Um, What's her name? Quinn. Quinn what's her name? From um, Abbott Elementary. I don't know. Quinta, Quinta Brunson. Oh, congratulations. Emmy. Um, who else won one? Um, I know all these people' names. Just a, just oh, yeah, you talked about that earlier. T.S. T.S. Oh, Madison. Yep, she won it. Madison. Right. And I think she got it for the, Re the uh, RuPaul. Um, show what is that yeah, that's what we was talking about that's what, I was talking, my about. Girls. That's what I was talking about earlier that's what i was talking about earlier Bring back my girl. what were we oh, talking yeah. about earlier i was telling you about the emmys <laughs> yes uh so yeah t.s madison won an award won an emmy last night um who else won one um niecy nash um and she been winning hers too. Is this still for that that one show? What's the show? Uh, see, always draw a blank. Sorry, guys, but if anybody listening, they know <laughs> that show because she been grabbing her awards for that show for a minute. 
Oh, here they are. Uh, Sece- oh, Secession won um, an Emmy. That's my show on HBO. Matter of fact, I don't even think I watched. Only be getting to watch all of the shows. The shows. I need to watch the third season. I need to go watch that tonight. Um, that's how much I know I don't watch TV. brother, he won a um a uh an Emmy for Secession. Oh, Secession was winning them all. Okay, Sarah Snook for Secession. No, they all was winning for Secession. Secession took the home show last night. Like I said, Quinta Brunson won one for Abbott Elementary. And somebody oh, else that I was talking to you about. Ain't early. that what Nisi Nash on to? Is it that? On Abbott is, Elementary? Is she on that? I don't think so. I'm trying to find her name now. I know she's on one of those. She went, whatever show she. Nisi Nash is. Oh, no, she won it for um, Dahmer. Oh okay. Oh, the Netflix movie was a movie or miniseries or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the miniseries. Oh yeah, yeah. she played the neighbor. The Dahmer monsters, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yep. Hmm. Oh yeah, she was the neighbor. Mm-hmm. What? The... Damn, it was one other person Damn. last night that I wanted to mention. It was T.S. Madison and somebody else. That was a crazy... All right, I'm running out of time. Running out of time. Hold on. I'm looking down this list. That's all right. If I remember, I might just have to tell you next week. You guys. <laughs> RuPaul Drag Race won one. That's oh, what T.S. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver won an Emmy. That's my show. That show makes me laugh every week. Mm, that's it. I guess I can't. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was just T.S. Madison and RuPaul Drag Race that I was talking about. Mm. Um. Well, so we covered the Emmys. I don't really need to go into the E. Jean Carroll thing with Donald Trump because the case <laughs> hasn't the case hasn't started yet. So, oh my um, goodness. He, that, all of that had me going every which way. I was trying to get my thoughts though, but it's just so much you can say <laughs> in regards to that. Like, seriously. And it's not one of those things that make you say, hmm, because you already know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then on the other hand, it does make you say, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So what we did talk about, Marnie, it was good talking to you. Because <laughs> you know I always say, I ain't talked to you lately. And I like this format now. I think I'm going to stick with this open discussion format, too, because I, I really, really like that we oh. we actually took up the whole entire show actually diving into um, the governmental structure of city, state, and federal government. And what you, the people, have to do to be engaged in your own wants. We can't, you can't rely on other people that aren't talking to you to guess what you want. So my homework for everybody out there tonight is to figure out what you want. What do you want out of your government? 
What do you want out of your local government? What do you want out of your city, your state, your any your municipality? What do you want out of your metropolitan area? What do you want? What do you want? Be specific. Let us try to build a consensus. Let us be, create a word salad of what you want and see if everybody can see, figure out what they want the most. Mm. And let's work from that. And stop worrying about all this frivolous stuff. And on the other hand, government, like how you said, on all levels, have to open up more avenues where the people can talk to them and be heard. Mm-hmm. Not just rallies, not just shouting matches mm-hmm. against each other. But we're really doing collectively. Right. Sure. It needs to be more localized. It needs to be shown that you can go to a town hall and walk up to the mic and tell somebody, I don't like this in my neighborhood. I, I right. wish we could do this differently. Can we have this? Can you get us this? Can we? Can I have what I need? Right. To, That's to why a lot of them setups be so raw, raw because when the people are finally able to be heard, they got to shout and all this because it's not done enough. Mm-hmm. So by the time you do get a chance to come to the podium or to the table, however you you know when they do let you and speak, we can get past the point of of contentious because it's mm-hmm. typically when they get to the mic they're angry. They're not yes. coming to the, to the um to the mic with construct constructive criticism. They're coming to the mic with anger and they're ready to cut your head off. Right. So I, it goes both yeah, ways, yeah. Marnie. I guess we've been saying that all night where you was yeah, giving the advice to tell the people the that we do. We get into the, the room where we're voting. We're angry voting. We're right. angry voting. We're trying to yeah. vote for prosperity versus vote for the continuation of democracy. <laughs> right. So like you said, you was giving out the advice and it goes both ways. Both so why the people have to be clear on what they want and, and and make sure that we are heard. The people that's supposed to be for the people need this to do the same. Around the corner, and this, like all the other ones, is the most important election of your life. Just like the past ones were the most important election. Now the next one, the after this one, twenty twenty eight, will be the most important election of your of that life. But right now. For your prosperity and for your own self-benefit, this is the most important election of your life. And if you're not ready for it, you might as well just go ahead and revoke your own citizenship and get on out of here. Right. And if you want to know people that talk about you don't vote because it, it don't count and all this and all that, just... That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my don't life. Even, don't even just say nothing to me. Yeah. While all those people sitting over there counting your votes and you talking about it don't count. You, how they don't count. That sound? <laughs> That's the all this count you I've see them doing. My life. Right. All this count you see them doing. Right. And this whole setup and this process. And you already know how I feel about that process, right? I think I've said this for years. The whole entire mechanism of our voting structure is the most asinine thing in the world. It takes too long. It did not take 24, 48, three weeks to count votes. We live in a system where the internet is the basis of how we operate. But you can't secure our system enough to prevent hacking into our election process so we can do it online from the comfort of our own home and make this thing fast? Mm. It's so idiotic. It doesn't make sense. We run majority of our lives on the internet. Oh, child. Stamps on the internet. 
It'll really be grievances, baby. And the way they keep on st stealing these food stamps, they better not put, they better not put that. There should be a system in place where you can verify votes outside. So, like, like I'm saying, all right. So, what I'm saying is the election process should be done online, okay? So if you do the election process online, then you can require the election, the elected official to send in a ballot to verify their votes. But it shouldn't have to be the night of like we could we could get the, the, the election part over with and find out whoever wins in the process of two hours. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And then everybody that voted is required to send in a paper ballot that verifies their vote. That can be counted any time of the week. And apply to that vote that you did online, basically. So right right now we got the first verification. You did the first verification online. The second verification is that paper ballot coming in. If you don't send your paper ballot in by the cutoff date, your valid your vote is invalid. And you can get that paper ballot to the post office or mail it in or whatever the case may be to verify your vote. I don't know. I guess they be having to see you to make I'm sure that it's real. Because even, even process, just like them people going out yesterday in that blizzard just to go vote for these. Ooh, mm, to make sure. mm. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> just think that was so stupid because half those people didn't even get to get their voices heard in the election because they weren't coming out because they were in the middle of a freaking blizzard. Mm. How many people was that didn't cast their votes yesterday because they weren't they were too concerned about not being able to get out because there are three a feet lot. of snow outside. A lot. A lot. Where it should have been held off or whatever. Even, I just didn't even understand. Like, why didn't you even postpone it? Yes. Why would you? Inclement weather. We do it for everything else. Why wasn't that postponed until Thursday? Where they could have cleaned the streets up, where the temperatures may have rose up a little bit, where there would have been less snow because we would have plowed and shoveled out. But no, you did it in the middle of three feet of snow where half the electorate wasn't even going to show up. All right, I got to go. Should have been. And it should have been. Ah, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, right now. And my lips started peeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's oh, cold outside. Maybe a lip gloss. For your chapstick. Uh, so this has been Talk Lately. I am your host, Moni. Um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Talk Lately at BXR, or you can email me at TLS at BeExposedRadio.com. Uh, that is Chaz Real, the lady. Um, tell up your name. The Lady Empress Cake Mix. Oh, oh, happy new year. You're going to get it this year. I am Chess Swirl, the Empress Lady Cake Mix. It was nice talking to you, Bonnie. <laughs> That's right. All that, all that. <laughs> she is on this uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. with the You Better Live show. Yeah. I'll be there. Um, you better. Somebody else, she has a guest coming on. We don't know the information yet, so just hold on to that. Yeah. Um, oh, cool, so you can text away. Right. I'll have somebody on there talking to me. If not one of my good friends, she might come back on brand. Shalina. We see you. Yeah. You know when I say good friend, my sister. <laughs> yeah, she's in some new endeavors. Um, but you know, 
It's the one and only one. Any of our shows or any of our broadcasts that we do here on Be Exposed Media, you can do so by cash apping us at Be Exposed Radio. So dollar sign Be Exposed Radio. Um, and if you would like to be a guest on our shows, you can always go to uh, email us at guest at beexposedradio.com. All right, you guys. Um, thanks, Chase. So we'll be talking more on Pleasure. Thursday. Lead them on. This was fun. I think I'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> you shall. Don't hold me to it. But I'm go- I-, I actually <laughs> will be back. I'll be back next Tuesday. Because I like this format. This format was actually good. I'm going to end the show, though, tonight by playing... Um, uh, our representative, our our country's representative, <laughs> Crockett of Texas, and what she had to say to um to our Republican um other side. <laughs> I just want to run it back though to the very beginning, because this is something that I just can't get over. I can't get over the gentle lady from South Carolina talking about white privilege. It was a spit in the face at least of mine as a black woman, for you to talk about what white privilege looks like, especially from that side of the aisle. And let me quote your now ousted speaker and what he had to say about the Republican Party and y'all's lack of diversity. When you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't know what white privilege looks like, but I'm going to show you a little bit of something. You see... You want to talk about a two-tier justice system, and this is the only time that y'all have ever referenced it, when this country has a history when it comes to black and brown folk of having two separate sets of rules. And right now what you want to do is have two separate sets of rules because Mr. Moskowitz offered y'all a fair situation. He said he would vote for Hunter to be held in contempt if y'all voted to hold all, even if you remove all of the members of Congress, there's still other people that y'all haven't decided that y'all have excuses for, but y'all don't want to hold them in contempt. But for some reason, it makes sense to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, who has tried to comply. And let me tell you why nobody wants to talk to y'all behind closed doors, because y'all lie. That's just the bottom line. You have done it thus far in this investigation. You have done it this far as it relates to this committee. In every single hearing, y'all spin, spin, spin. I don't know how y'all are still standing right now because you should be quite dizzy from all the spinning that you're constantly doing when it comes to spinning the truth. You talk about free and fair elections, but you back a guy who we know tried to steal the election. And this isn't about what Democrats have to say. Let me remind you, for those of you that don't know how the justice system works, it's not a matter of the president went in and indicted Trump, but we are talking about grand juries. Grand juries are comprised of American citizens and the people that have entered pleas of guilty that will be flipping on your leader in a minute, they are Republicans. I do want to point that out. And half of them were Republicans that were handpicked by Donald Trump himself. So to be clear, whatever happens to your little leader, it's going to be because of the actions that he took. So you can talk all you want to about how January 6th was nonsense, but all of y'all were running at that time. Y'all were grabbing y'all's gas masks and y'all were running to your offices because you didn't know if they were coming to kill you. You should have cared that somebody was there to protect you, but instead you want to play games because you found out that it was your leader that decided that he wanted to propagate an insurrection on our country. So don't tell me that you care about the Constitution because you don't. All you care about is Trump getting reelected, and I'll yield the last of my time to my leader. Thank you. And with that, I say good night.